0: Johnny, big like, Hello, and welcome to the first ever segment of Boyle Meets World. My name is Andrew Boyle, and Noah did not come up with that stupid ass title name. So, you're probably thinking that I'm a pretty redundant part of a podcast series that already features segments on sports, politics, soon we're going to roll up pop culture. And to be honest, you'd be right. The fact that I have a half hour block to talk about whatever I want is fairly superfluous, but I'm going to try my best to make myself your favorite segment going forward on Nail It Shut. And if not, I'll fuck off and vanish Boyle Meets World to the bottomless pit of misery that it came from. Enough about me, though. Let's get to what the segment is all about. I'm going to try each podcast to draw ties to what the other guys are talking about and put a spin on them. We're talking conspiracy theories, backgrounds on subjects before they became well-known, and where they are now. Luckily for you guys, today I'll be covering a topic that is near and dear to my heart. So, if you've miraculously made it this far into the podcast and decide to stick around until the end, I don't want to hear any negative feedback on the topic. You chose to stay, and I gave you the option to leave. Alright, without further ado, let's get into the topic of the day which is one that I'm sure many of you will agree with. That is that the NBA is completely, utterly, and disgustingly rigged. I've never been a huge fan of basketball, whether it be playing or watching, but I had had previously taken interest around the time the finals were on. It was always fun for me to see all the guys that I didn't know a ton about, but through the course of four through seven games, be able to pick out who I would rather see win based on who's playing better and who's more exciting to watch. Then, LeBron James had to ruin everything. In 2010, LeBron James single-handedly ruined the NBA, turning into more of an entertainment production than basketball. He showcased his decision to break the hearts of millions of people who he grew up around, And played in front of, all to the tune of a television special that, while I can appreciate the fact that he raised over $3 million for charity, just really rubbed me the wrong way. Guys, don't do that. At least they shouldn't do it, in my opinion. He gained nothing from his decision to leave Cleveland in a huge spectacle viewed by millions of people. If that wasn't enough, the reason for LeBron leaving gets me even more riled up. It wasn't for the money wasn't because he had an issue with the ownership of Cleveland, he left to build a super team as it's come to be known. That's the softest thing in sports, straight Bush League in my opinion. LeBron just couldn't quite make it to the promised land of an NBA championship with Cleveland, so he called up his buddies and decided to all meet up in the same spot the next season. That destination was Miami, where again LeBron had his signing turned into an entertainment production worst result to come of all this wasn't that lebron taking the easy route to the nba finals is the fact that the nba fell in love with it all once lebron made a mockery of the nba the nba itself decided to run with it rather than putting its foot down quickly the thing to do for the league superstars was to leave their respective cities from which they were drafted and opt into a deal with the team with other stars We've seen it in Los Angeles, Golden State, Oklahoma City, attempted in Chicago, New Orleans, and of course Miami and Cleveland. LeBron is not the first person to do this by any means, but he's the first person to make his decision into a 75-minute television production. But Andrew, none of this is rigged, you're probably saying. That's 100% true, I can't argue that. Nothing any of these players are doing is wrong. But the response to this sort of super team era is unquestionably rigged. And allow me to tell you why. The NBA is making billions of dollars off of LeBron dick riders, like some of the people that are a part of Nell It Shut. I will let you determine who those people are. Um, but those people who tune in to watch shitty excuse for what used to be basketball. Um, now the NBA has become the WWE without any sort of fiscal violence whatsoever, unless it's performed by someone who ranks among the top 10 in jersey sales. Yes, I am blatantly stating that the NBA no longer cares about the quality of basketball played, but rather how much they can make off the people who are brainwashed into thinking that what is going on is acceptable. They've made it impossible for small market teams like the Indiana Pacers to ever succeed, because that would mean LeBron James wouldn't be in the finals. Um, At the time, writing the script, LeBron was a Cleveland Cavalier, now he's a Laker, which would make it a little easier for a path for an Eastern Conference team like the Pacers, but no one's ever going to watch them because that doesn't fit the NBA's agenda. Um, it's fair to say that since the majority of NBA fans today are LeBron Dick riders, like I mentioned, um, they wouldn't want to tune in and watch the other teams play in the finals. And now the Cancers brought to the Western Conference Finals when the Slim Reaper himself, Kevin Durant, a.k.a. the Walking Snake Emoji, joined the Golden State Warriors for no reason... <clears throat> other than to join a team who came so close who he came so close to beating but never could. So if the NBA makes most of its money on their super teams, it would be in its best interest that these teams have the spotlight as much as possible. Enter the rigging. I'm comfortable saying that NBA players might be the most athletic of all professional athletes, and even though some of the very best players have decided to run ruin the league by joining the same team That doesn't mean everyone else in the league sucks. There have been plenty of teams who are more than capable of taking it down Golden State and Cleveland, but in the past four seasons, it hasn't happened. There's no explanation for why Cleveland and Golden State meet in the finals every year besides the fact that the league won't allow for it to go any other way. All you have to do is watch any game that is closely contested, and you'll start seeing horrible foul calls against a team that doesn't fit the league's narrative that year. The Pacers are one of the teams regularly, that regularly crosses the path of LeBron in the postseason, whether it be in Miami or Cleveland. And every year, there are um, more than a handful of questionable calls that affect the outcome of the series. The Finals are no exception. I refuse to watch the NBA Finals anymore, but back in 2016 when I watched it last, I couldn't help but feel sorry for the Golden State Warriors, and this was pre-Kevin Durant. Um, it's bad enough that even looking in LeBron's direction seemed to be a foul under today's standards, but after capturing a 3-1 lead, it was clear that the Warriors were doomed to the fate of not being the team that would make the league money by winning the championship. So Cleveland goes on to win in 2016, then Durant joins the Warriors in 2017, which makes for a great narrative for the NBA to have the Warriors win this one and make it look like the battle between these two teams in the future. Then in 2018, when it was obvious that the least loyal man in Cleveland would again depart the league or would again depart the city in favor of another overstocked team, it made sense for the league to have him swept in the finals so his exit from the Cavaliers would appear more justified. But now the NBA has a problem. Two super teams in the Western Conference, who's going to advance? Will they follow the narrative of LeBron's streak of never missing the NBA Finals in the past eight seasons, or will Steph Curry and his Infinity commercials prevail against a familiar foe? I can tell you one thing's for certain. I could not care less. I could not possibly care less. Call me when people get tired of the same shitty outcomes every year. Now, I said that I was going to take a half hour. That ended up being six, maybe seven minutes. So, look for the segments to be about that length from now on. Um, Don't really have a ton to talk about. Hope you guys enjoy. And... You have some to look forward to in my next episode when I talk about how I almost became an Instagram model. Be sure to check it out next week. Thanks.